Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast, the show for women who want to develop a kinder relationship with their body so you can feel healthy, happy, and confident without restricting food, doing torturous exercise, or constantly worrying about the number on the scale. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, size inclusive fitness specialist and certified non diet health and life coach specializing in body image. This podcast is here to provide weight neutral, health at every size aligned information and coaching on sustainable habits and mindset shifts so you can feel your very best in the body you have right now. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hey friend, before we get into this week's episode, I want to take just a minute to let you know about an exciting new offer I created just for you to help you simplify wellness and create sustainable health habits without having to follow rules, avoid foods, participate in strict workouts, or use even a little bit of willpower. Join me for the Simplified Wellness Weekend Retreat, June 2nd to 4th, where we'll work together to create a lifestyle that works for you so you can feel great in and about your body. Consider this your diet culture detox, the last detox you'll ever do. During this three-day virtual retreat, you'll learn how to define health on your terms, set health goals that matter to you, and create health habits that actually stick. Yes, we'll be talking about eating and exercise, but we'll also go way beyond that so that you can feel your best physically, mentally, and emotionally. We'll even dive into body image so that you can learn to accept your body even if you don't love how it looks. It's going to be a value-packed weekend full of learning, community, coaching, and growth. Priced at just $97, my goal is that you never pay for another wellness plan or program again. This retreat will equip you to trust yourself to be the expert of your body. I can't wait to see you there. Check out the link in the show notes for all of the details. Hey, how's it going today, my friend? Welcome back to the Joyful Movement Show. This is episode 3.5. We're carrying on with our series on simplifying wellness. And today I want to chat about the myth that I hear often, which is that I felt better when I was smaller. Now, we've done a lot of episodes in the past, going back to the beginning of this podcast, addressing why you don't need to lose weight to be healthier, fitter, or more valuable, or more anything. And in this series specifically, we've been talking about how you can simplify your approach to wellness, trust yourself to make good decisions for your body, and how to measure and track your progress in weight-neutral ways. If you've been with me for a while and you've been listening to the podcast, you know that that's what I'm all about, showing you that you don't have to achieve weight loss to feel better in and about your body. But I still hear this objection quite a bit as I'm talking to folks. They'll say, I get it. I hear what you're saying. It all makes sense. And I just feel like I did feel better when I was in a smaller body. And feeling better means something different to every person. For some people, when they say that, they mean I felt better physically. I felt stronger. I had more energy. I was able to move around with more ease. I slept better. I had less stress in my life. So they, they could be talking about a physical feeling when they're talking about feeling better. 
And then other people will say that feeling better was more feeling comfortable in their clothes or feeling confident that they can walk into any room and and feel secure in themselves. Either way, however you define feeling better for you, it's that thought that, that keeps people on the quest for something, whatever it is, that will help them lose the weight. But usually, you know, if you're in my world, that's without dieting or extreme exercise, because chances are you've been there, done that, you know it doesn't work, you know it's not sustainable, but I still meet a lot of people who believe there has to be some way, some gentler approach to weight loss that will work because you're stuck on this idea that I feel better when I'm in a smaller body. And maybe that's led you to try some of the lifestyles that I mentioned last week. So go back to episode 3.4, where we talked about the idea that it's not about weight. I just want to be healthy. We dug into these so-called healthy lifestyles and why we seem to have so much trouble sticking with them, even when we're fully committed to our health. And as you're listening to that episode, and maybe you realize, yeah, I have, I've done a lot of those. And chances are you experienced that they worked temporarily. Maybe you lost some weight. Maybe you did feel better physically. Maybe you did feel stronger and you had more energy. You were sleeping better. You had less aches and pains. And maybe you also felt more self-assured and more comfortable and being able to wear the things that you like or having more options when you went shopping. So there was a perceived sense of confidence. And that definitely does feel really good but you probably found that none of it lasted long-term. And we know that 95% of weight loss efforts don't last in the long-term. But here's where I'm going to ask you to go a little bit deeper with this. And I really want you to dig in and question, did you really feel as great as you said you did? Because if you really felt that confident, that self-assured, that healthy, that comfortable, and that full of energy in life, why'd you stop? Why are you not still doing it? Even if the way that you had to eat and exercise was very restrictive, required a lot of planning and discipline, and took up a lot of brain space, it kind of sounds to me like the trade-off might be worth it. So maybe it wasn't as great as you say it was. Was it really that good? And here's the thing, we have a tendency to see the past through rose-colored glasses and forget about the struggle and the pain. So I'm going to ask again, were you really 100% confident in your body? Or were you always wondering what people were thinking when they looked at your body? Did you really feel that great about how you were eating and exercise? Or were you maybe a little bit bored or obsessed or jealous about how others were eating around you? And did you really feel that healthy? Or was there also some exhaustion or maybe you were starving or constantly battling injuries? What else was going on that you're not seeing now as you look back on the past? In other words, were you really that healthy, happy, and confident? Or was it a bit more like, I felt better, but... But it was a lot of work, but it was so draining, but it required so much willpower. And then the second part of this question is, was your smaller body really the reason for you feeling so much better? 
Or was it because of the health-promoting behaviors that you were participating in? And could you potentially have had the same result physically without weight loss? And I would venture to say that chances are you could. However, when it comes to happiness and the sense of confidence, if that's what you're talking about when you say, I felt better when I was smaller, that's the part I want to dig into here today is this perceived sense of confidence and self-esteem and why you felt that way when you were smaller and also why that sense of confidence and your self-esteem and even your whole mood plummets when you gain the weight back. What I believe is happening here, what's contributing to not feeling good in your larger body is less about what you're feeling physically and more so about how you're treating yourself through your self-talk when you gain the weight back. So when your body doesn't conform to societal standards or you don't feel good in your body, you don't feel confident, do you then beat yourself up, blame yourself and your lack of willpower and discipline on why you feel so crappy about yourself? Do you make you the problem? And honey, if you do, I know all about it because I have a PhD in this one. You are the one who's making you feel bad and you are adding to your own oppression every time you're in a situation where you feel insecure or like you don't belong and you make it mean it's about your body. For example, you're in a new strange situation where there's lots of people you don't know around and everybody's laughing and having a good time and talking amongst themselves and you're standing in the corner alone and you say, it's because of my weight. Or you're turned down for a job or a promotion. It's because of my weight. Last year's jeans don't fit when you pull out your summer's clothes. That's all my fault. I've let myself go. I'm lazy. I haven't worked hard enough. You go shopping and you can't find clothes in the stores in your size. You make it mean that you are the problem, that you don't fit into this world and you don't deserve to have nice clothes. Now, maybe that's hard to hear. I just kind of told you that you're the problem but it is 100% not your fault. I believe you when you say that you felt better in your smaller body because you live in the same world I do where it's much easier to fit in when you're smaller. We live in a fat phobic world that truly isn't set up for folks in larger bodies. It's true that if you exist in a larger body, you're going to have difficulty finding clothes that fit or going on trips and sitting in airplane seats or being taken seriously at the doctor's office. And it is not your fault that you'd blame yourself for how you feel when you gain weight or you fail to lose it again. It makes 100% sense that you would do that. We live in a world that praises thinness and praises people for weight loss. We tell people how great they look and that we celebrate their hard work and their dedication. And while it's maybe not said out loud, although certainly sometimes it is, the opposite messaging is also received. If I gain weight or exist in a larger body, then what do people think of me? If people say that I'm so attractive when I'm thin, what does it mean about me if I'm not? If people praise my dedication and hard work when I'm going to the gym and I'm fitter and in shape, what does it mean about me if I'm not doing those things? If people tell me I look so healthy when I'm thin, what does it mean about me when I'm not? The messaging is reinforced every time we compliment weight loss. 
In fact, I recently saw a friend's photo on Facebook. She made a post about how she's been going to the gym consistently lately. And of course, there is a photo there of her flexing and showing her body. And there were so many comments on her photo. Oh, you look so good. Keep up the hard work. You're doing great. Your hard work is paying off. These are all the things that people are saying. And despite what I'm sure are only the best of intentions, it sends the poster, the message that you're better now because of how you look. And what ends up happening is it creates internalized fat phobia. So that's the fear in ourselves of gaining weight or of becoming fat or being fat. We experience how we are treated when we're in a smaller body. And we also see in the world that we live in how folks in larger bodies are treated. So we develop the belief that being thinner is better, being larger is wrong. And so therefore, we feel better in a smaller body that conforms, that is more acceptable in our society. And whether you've been insulted or criticized because of your body or your weight or not, I'm sure at some point in your life, you have been praised for weight loss, which has the exact same effect. So yes, the world and the way that we perceive it, the messages that we internalize, form our opinions of our bodies. And 100% yes, the way the world is set up, these messages we internalize, is a problem. 100% yes, your feelings are justified. If you've ever experienced weight stigma, then 100% your feelings are justified. The anger, the sadness, the embarrassment that you might have felt, it all is justified. It makes 100% sense that you would feel this way. But the real problem here, the real thing that's killing your confidence isn't those circumstances itself. It's the way that you're talking to yourself, the way that you beat up on yourself and make yourself the problem when you feel like you don't fit in. So let's talk about confidence. When you, when you say that you felt better in your smaller body, that you felt more comfortable and more confident, I'm going to argue and say that's not true. What you're describing as confidence is actually the safety of conformity. When you're feeling that validation and approval and like you belong, like you fit in when your body is smaller, that's safety. And yeah, it feels really, really good. I mean, connection is our deepest human need. To our brain, feeling connected is part of our survival. I mean, back in the caveman days, you had to fit in. You had to have community around you. You had to feel like you belonged. If you didn't belong, you were out there on your own and you were going to die. The saber-toothed tigers were going to chase you down and eat you. You were dead. So we are wired to want to belong. We are wired to connect to other humans. It is how we survive. So it feels safe when people praise you and tell you that you look good. It feels safe, but it's not confidence. Confidence isn't conditional. At least true confidence isn't. Confidence can't be taken from you. Confidence doesn't come and go based on how your body looks or even how skilled you are, how much education you have, how good you are at your job. Confidence isn't transient. True confidence is knowing that you're valuable 
worthy and enough, no matter what. It's not to be mistaken for cockiness. Confidence is not cockiness or having everything figured out or never feeling insecure. It's kind of like bravery doesn't mean that you never feel afraid. I got that one from the children's book that we read to our son. It's called Franklin Goes to the Hospital. When my little guy was getting ready for surgery, we read him a bunch of stories to help prepare him for being in the hospital. And in this book, Franklin's getting ready to go to the hospital and he's feeling very scared and everybody keeps telling him how how brave he is. And he confesses to the doctor, I don't feel very brave. I'm really scared. And the doctor says, oh, Franklin, being brave doesn't mean that you never feel afraid. Being brave means that you feel afraid and you do the hard thing anyways. Similarly, confidence is feeling that insecurity and that self-doubt, but choosing to have your back anyways, knowing that you're enough anyways. That's what confidence is. Confidence doesn't mean you got it all figured out. Confidence is knowing that even when you don't, even when you feel like you don't belong, even when you feel like the whole world is against you, you're going to have your own back. You are going to provide yourself that validation and safety and connection that you crave. So then the way that we create confidence is to create your own safety. Up until now, it's felt safe to conform to shrink your body or at least attempt to shrink your body in order to fit in and feel safe. But in that situation, your sense of safety is always at risk based on how you look, which produces a lot of anxiety. So instead, your work is to make it safe for you to be you exactly how you are without trying to force yourself to be someone or something else. You need to give yourself that approval and validation you seek from others. You need to build up your belief that who you are is enough, that you are worthy, lovable, and capable just because you exist. And when the world tries to provide evidence that you're not enough, your work is to have your own back. Yes, it's true that our world isn't made for people of size. In fact, I was coaching a client around this just yesterday. She exists in a larger body. And she has a trip coming up where she has to fly. And she's very anxious about it. She knows that she's going to ask for a seatbelt extender. And even just thinking about having to ask that question fills her with so much anxiety and shame. She's been blaming herself. And she's been really hard on herself about how she's going to feel when she has to ask for assistance to be able to do the things that other people take for granted. It's super confronting. It is super confronting to her that her body doesn't fit into these places. It's 100% true that there's going to be feelings about that. She's going to face challenges. And she's given herself full permission to feel all the feels about that. Yes, there's going to be anger. There's going to be sadness. There might be some embarrassment. And she knows she's going to have her back in those situations. She is not going to let those circumstances make it mean that she is the problem. That's the shame voice speaking. Yes, the problem exists. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it hurts. And 
The problem is the circumstance, not her. That's how she's having her own back. That's how she's supporting herself. That's how she's maintaining her sense of confidence, even in a situation where she feels insecure, where she feels unsure of herself. Now, is that an easy switch to flick, to decide to have your own back and to create your own safety, to give yourself that validation that you seek? Not always. I think no matter the situation, we as humans have a real tendency to take responsibility for things that are not our fault. That's another way that we try to keep ourselves safe by shrinking and hiding and allowing ourselves to believe that we're the problem, that it's our fault, that we feel these difficult feelings. And then we put our energy into trying to fix ourselves to feel better. But what I'm suggesting you try is reject fixing anything about you and instead direct your energy into supporting yourself, taking care of yourself, have your back to build yourself up, to give yourself that validation that you seek. That's the process of creating true confidence at any size. The only difference between you and a confident person is the way that you talk to their self and their willingness to be their own best friend. I can tell you from my own personal experience and from coaching the people I've worked with, it is possible to create unshakable confidence no matter what you look like you can get to a place where you feel your very best in and about your body that is unconditional upon anything. How you look, what you can do, you just got to build up your sense of enoughness. And that, my friends, is an inside job, which is great because your thoughts and beliefs are a whole lot easier to change in the long term than your body. And if you need some help navigating that process, you know I have your back. I'll have your back until you learn to have your own just reach out through my social media or my website to book a call with me. During our discovery call, I help you get to the root of where you're stuck, help you uncover those limiting beliefs and show you the path forward. So by the time you leave the call, you know exactly what you have to work on. And from there, you get to decide whether you want to do that work yourself or if you want my support through coaching. Either way, I'll be cheering you on every step of the way. All right, that is all for today. I'll see you back here next Monday where we'll be talking about the cost of chasing wellness. Yes, in the dollars and cents sense, <laughs> but also the mental and emotional cost. So have a great week. Get out there and do some movement that brings you joy and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning into the Power in Motion podcast today. If you love what you're learning here, then I invite you to take the next step of embodying these concepts into your own life so that you can live your healthiest, happiest life and never again feel held back by your body. Coaching is the fastest, most efficient pathway to taking what you know in your head to actually applying it and seeing results. Whether you're looking to make changes around movement, food, body image, or all three, I'm here to help you nurture a kind, respectful, and trusting relationship with your body so you can feel your very best. Click the link in the show notes to book a free consultation and together we'll uncover what's getting in the way of you having the results you want. You'll leave this call knowing exactly what you need to work on and together we'll explore whether one of my coaching offers is a good fit for you. I can't wait to meet you.